Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. So, so Lily, getting back to assisted suicide. Um, it's a very delicate situation, Niall. I don't know whether to agree or disagree, but I think every human being has a right to discuss with their family or whoever is going to help them. If, peop- if people want to um, end their lives, they should be allowed. Well, they can. You can legally, I mean, not that I would suggest anybody do it, do it, but you can legally end your life. There's nobody legally stopping you from ending your life. But, but the assisted suicide is in a case where somebody wants to do it, I suppose, a bit more peacefully and respectfully with the advice of a doctor and with the help of a doctor. I suppose, like you would do, I, I don't want to compare human beings to dogs, but like you would do with a dog when they're old and unwell. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, Niall. Mm. Um, you're allowed to do it in Scotland. You're allowed to do it in, in Australia, I think. Or no, I don't no, know no, you part. wouldn't be allowed to do it in Scotland now. But, but no, yeah, in, in Europe, it's Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, Germany, Spain. Um, I, I think Australia did have it, but I don't believe they do anymore. I think they got rid of it. Anyway, Switzerland as well, as you know. Yeah. Dignitas yes. in Switzerland. Yes. But at the end of the day, uh, Niall, I don't want to come across as disagreeing, but... Um, okay, if the person is terminally ill, if it were me, I was if I was terminally ill, I would definitely ask one of my family. But the only thing about that is now that, okay, for at the moment, and and at the present moment, when when somebody wishes to 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 be assisted in their death, that's okay. But maybe long after, long after they're gone the person who assisted them might suffer a bit of trauma or they might suffer. Yeah. So it's a very delicate situation, but um, okay, if a person is ill, terminally ill, and they're on medication and they want, they're asking and they're in their full, full sound mind and they're asking somebody, a member of the family, it's a very hard thing to be asking a member of the family or someone who's dear and near to you. But that person this month is also looking at this at this person who's not going to get better. Now, I might be completely wrong, but if that was me now, and if I knew I wasn't going to get better, I would rather be assisted to die. Well, stay there for a second, because let me just go to Malachi as well if I can. Malachi, you're okay. on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Stay there, Lily. Maliki, oh, sorry about Good evening, Niall. Good evening. Sorry about losing you there earlier. I was just saying that was the longest intro you had to any programme, I think. <laughs> I do apologise, Billy, Maliki and, and Lily. And I do. Just to touch on a, on a couple of the things that you, you did. You know, obviously I want to send me condolences to Christy Dignam and I posted a picture of my wife and Christy there um, when he was in our village, about, I think about two years ago. Mm. Just posted that on Twitter and, you know, um, condolences to his family and all of that. And, you know, in, in relation to Donald Trump, I look forward to President Trump um, emerging as the President of the United States um, <laughs> next year. And I think there's no doubt about that. You know, well, I, I think, think it'll, be him, or do, it'll be him or Ron DeSantis. It certainly won't be Joe well, Biden. Well, I think what he should do, you know, tactically, is to say to Ron DeSantis, the two of us will run together. <laughs> yeah. President and Vice President. And I think that would be... And, and, and interestingly, I spent some time in the US there in the past couple of weeks, as you know, and anybody I met who was of Irish origin is disgusted at the way this country is turning out. And they were all Trump or DeSantis supporters. And, you know, what we get from the media here, that Ireland is basically democratic and supports, you know, the Democratic um, Party, is nonsense. The vast bulk of Irish Americans support the Republican Party and Trump and now DeSantis, you know, in varying degrees. And that's something that, you know... Yeah, you again, may not agree with everything they say, but if you're conservative, I'm, I'm sure you would be pitting for them. Um, OK, and, and the final thing you wanted to get to was the, the hate speech, I imagine, just before we move on to this topic. Oh, yeah, we'll just touch on that. I mean, we've discussed this before, and, you know, the reason for this hate speech legislation is coming in is to shut down people like me and to shut down your programmes and to shut down any people discussing and arguing against government policy. And that is what they're afraid of. But they have lost that argument now. Ordinary people now, and we see it in, in the Sunday 
business post up uh, the Red Sea poll last week. Now, up till last week, we were told that Red Sea was the greatest opinion pollers of all time, and they always got it right. But yet, when they say that 75% of people oppose current government's immigration policy, we're told they're somehow loopers. <laughs> and, you know, we reflect Middle Ireland. We reflect what Irish ordinary people are thinking, but are afraid to say. And what the hate speech legislation, along with the, the anti-protest legislation that's coming in, is designed to do is to stop ordinary people, not alone expressing a view, but even thinking a view that is contrary to the woke liberal agenda. And that's a very dangerous place to be. Well, well, mind you, I've, I've heard some of the woke, as you call them, the, the left side of the, of the argument. They also disagree with this legislation. Many of them, so for different reasons. Well, they for, di- well, for different stuff. reasons. I mean, we, well, we, I mean, I, I've listened to some of those on, on TV programs, and they demanded to know why, when they were stopped, that are, and there was a particular guard reaction, for instance, to water protests. That why were people who are protesting against um, immigration policy not being beaten off the streets effectively? You know, mm. but you know, I looked at you know when I seen a picture from a, a, a well-known shopping centre in in Dublin area that you would know well yourself where they had all of these pride flags paraded along and that reminded me of 1940s Germany when they had the Nazis. I have a look, I know, I, know, I, I know you have an issue but I don't have any issue with it. They want to have a pride month and have a pride month. I don't have an issue as long as you know, yeah, I, I mind you, I, I did have an issue with say for example President Biden had a pride party in the White House lawn yesterday and there was, you know, members of the transgender community well, top, running around topless. Okay, well, I'm Maliki, we're, we're heading off in millions of directions. Let's no, just go back to the topic where he, again. Where he flew, where he, where he had the pride flag in the centre of the White House, and, the, you know, the constitutional position in, in the US is that the Stars and Stripes should be the predominant flag, and mm. that clearly wasn't the case. Okay, well, that's, that's not what bothered me. What bothered me is I believe it was wrong and disrespectful to the White House, which is the President's House of America, the leader of the free world, and you have, you know, there was a number of transgender people topless running around the, the, the lawn of the White House. But anyway, that's a whole other argument. It's just disrespectful. Anyway, Maliki, getting back to the topic at hand. Uh, we're talking about euthanasia or assisted suicide. Lily said, why not? Why would you leave somebody in pain to die? Well, again, you touched on the, one of the reasons why we shouldn't. When we look at the abortion legislation, when we were told it would be for a few cases, for the odd case before where people are going to be badly deformed and all of that and we'll have the, the, the time and let, uh, the delay periods and, the cool, you know, cooling off period yeah. so many weeks. and we see that now within four years that immediately as we predicted would be trying to change that but you see what we're trying to do in this society or what the woke liberals are trying to do is to remove anybody who is a hindrance to the progress of the state anybody who's not a consumer so we remove children before birth who are not worth in their parents' eyes life or who don't have the life quality that doesn't necessitate medical care. And now we're saying to our but own that's people... A, that's a, I mean, that's a decided referendum no, no, already. No, no. There's no point what in arguing saying, about that. What we're saying to our old people now is you've contributed to, the, to this society. We were going to put you into a nursing home. We're actually going to empty them out now for... Um, well, I, I did see, I did see the minister suggest they could put this out. And now we're going to put you down. Maliki, now you see, now Maliki, now you're being flippant, right? That's not the case at all. When it comes to assisted dying or assisted suicide or euthanasia, whatever word you want to use for it, it has to be done by a person of conscious and sound mind. You're not going to have. Well, hang on, hang on. You're not going to have Johnny deciding that my mother's too old. I think I'll have her put down. Do you, that's that's it. Johnny, now you're being yeah, silly. No, you're going to have Niall. Johnny, the woke liberal. That's Sorry. never going. That's right. never going to happen, Maliki. Now, see, I know. Look, let's now let's have a fair and reasonable argument. You're not. It, it was never and never is. And even in the countries where it's legal, there is no legal um, perspective or no legal um, or no laws that prevail that allow you to choose for somebody else to kill them. That that's murder. Again, I come back to abortion. Ah, Maliki. We were told all of those things. No. We were told. It would be limited. It would be. To- we were told. So what? You think that you think that Johnny will go to the doctor with his eighty-four-year-old mother and say, "Listen, doctor, you know what I mean? She's a bit of an inconvenience. Is there any chance you well, can give uh, us a couple of those pills for?" In Johnny's case, whether Mammy has a few bob, because this won't. Uh, there, there will be two aspects to this. The state won't want to look after people who don't have the means to look after themselves, and Johnny, as you say, will be saying, 
well, Jesus, I could get a few bob from the inheritance now if I bump off the mother. And that's what you're talking nah, about. Ah, we'll just stop. Lily, are you listening to this? I should put Lily's gone. She's gave up hope. Uh, let me go to Billy. Stay there for a second. Billy, how are you doing? Nine, how are we keeping? Yeah, oh, sorry, Lily just gave up hope there. I'll go, I'll go back to Lily in a second, but Billy, go ahead. I mean, you've heard Maliki says, you know, the sky is going to essentially fall in. I, I did. I just want to put some balance on that whole Trump thing as well, Niall. Personally, I can't wait to see the man who's, bro- who's, who's charged with 37 felonies end up in jail. I think, you know, what, what he's done there. Yeah, uh, Biden, is it? No, no. Well, I hope, I hope if Hunter Biden is found to have broken the law as well, he ends well, up I mean, in jail. Have you been watching the news over the last two days with these the Biden tapes? It seems that Joe is involved there as well. If, if Joe was involved, he deserves to end up in jail. But uh, Trump has broken, is accused, not char- or not proven, but accused of breaking more laws than Richard Nixon did. So he's, he's well, he claims he's an innocent man. Uh, and he, I, claim, he claims he is, but he had he, he was the FBI have found that in his ballroom classified documentation, and it, they've already proven that you can't be classified just because you say you can on the way out. You're well, well I suppose it's up to a barrister. It's up to barrister to decide that. We will speak to Michael Walsh about ten o'clock in relation yeah, to that. I, I look, I look forward to listening to it. Yeah, on, in the on real the, world, nobody the, cares about that. What, the well, classified documents? Nobody cares about in whether the, you have confidential real... documents are. I mean, um, now, Maliki, hang on. With the greatest respect, I've, you know, I could be a bit of a Trump fan by times, but in the real world, people do care if somebody has oh. classified documents. Now, don't get me wrong. If a barrister can prove that they can be declassified by a president before they right. leave, well, then, it's well and bit, good. It's and in, the real world, hypocr- in the real no, world, Maliki, when it's life and death... Sorry, Maliki. When it's life and death in the real world in, in you know, in things like what's going on in Ukraine at the moment when there's national defence and national security at, at risk, it is the real world and it does matter. It's hypocritical for people in this country to be complaining about somebody having um, confidential government documents in their house when the Taoiseach of this country at the time leaked confidential government documents to his buddies in order to give... Free. That is the biggest case of whataboutery that I've heard. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, well, lads, we're going off on a tangent again. Let's let Michael Walsh, who was offered the job, by the way, as Donald Trump's um, personal advisor, go back some time ago, and has written many books, by the way, in relation to the White House. He'll be on at 10 o'clock, and we'll talk to Michael about it then. Look, Mind you, he is, a, he is a little bit biased, Billy, because he is a Trumper. But, I, I know. I mean, but he, but he is honest. But no, he is honest, in fairness. For the sake of balance, you should get someone else on who, who's, who is maybe not. We will, well, and we have done that. We have done that too. We have other people on. But in fairness to Michael, the last time he was on, he didn't have a huge amount of sympathy for Donald Trump. So in saying that, you know, he, he does sometimes, you know, he knows where the grass has grown. Uh, but, okay, getting back to euthanasia. Sorry, Billy. On, on, on this, Niall, I was talking to a buddy about it before, and if, if I got to that age, and if I had a terminal illness, I would want the option in front of me. But I do, I do see where Malachy is coming from, and you know, can see how this could be very, very easily abused. And given the way things have gone with other legislation that's been brought in, um, I'd be very, very hesitant to vote this in, unless there was a very, very precise article put into the Constitution that assisted dying would only be allowable in cases of terminal illness where the person was going to die in of that terminal illness within the next six months or something along those lines. Mm. I think otherwise it's far it's far too open to abuse and change and you know people before profit have, have shown that they are more than willing to liberalize legislation around life and death matters and I think I think that's just you know, Do they want you killed and, before birth on drugs while you're alive and then kill you off before you're in use, you know, before you're fine? But, so but Maliki, as, I, I, I wonder, would, would you be, would you see the point in if someone was going to die of a terminal illness within six months, having the having the option for assisted suicide see, that's and not having what talking it... About. That's not where this but legislation would go. But well, you know, well, it, well, it, well, it, well, it is. Well, if that's, I was that's, somebody in that that's position, where we can, right? that's where we can possibly influence it to go, Maliki. Yeah. You know, if, if I was it's a somebody case in that position, you know, where I had X amount and I knew, yeah. and I had all my affairs in order, you know, and I wanted to end my own life. That's a matter for me, right? And well, there's no, well, there's not. Well, hang on, it's not always a matter for you. It depends on what's wrong with you, no, or where or is, the situation you're in. But what, what you see, what the, what this legislation is looking for to do is to say that somebody else can do, make that decision for you. It's not no, it's not. No, it's not. It that's, that's not that's in the legislation. That's not in the legislation. 
Is that the no, private members' where... bill that People Before Profit and Gino Kelly put for yeah, Malachy, no, or, or where yeah. is that? Yeah. That, Malachy, that's not in the legislation. There is nowhere in the legislation suggests that somebody else can decide for you. But, but Niall, Malachy, there hasn't been no, any the legislation. Of the legislation is that no, the, the possible so legislation. There was a private members' bill by Juno no, Kenny. I remember we, we yeah, spoke there, to Juno about it. There's a private members' bill. It's not legislation. It's suggested legislation. This has gone to committee with Michael no, Healy well, Ray heading Kenny up the committee at the moment. But I, I thought that Gino Kelly bill was gone to a second stage for reading. I listened to Michael Healy Ray this morning actually talking about it. And no, but this, well, this is a separate bill. I don't think it's there. there, there because I, think no, I, I, I don't think it's either. I think, I think they're just discussing it. They, they said it will take nine months, so they're just discussing it and debating it's, it. It's a, commi- it's a committee in yeah. the Dáil that, that has been formed to discuss this, headed yeah. by Michael Healy Ray with TDs and Senators. Yeah. But there is no bill. Well, there, there's the Gino Kelly bill, which is going to a second yeah, reading, that, that, but that, that won't that make it rejected. pass. No, that, that, look, the Gino Kenny bill, there was, there was numerous flaws in that bill, and everybody knows that. There was no time limit, and there was loads of other stuff that there was problems with, and people and legal experts said it just couldn't be possible. So that, let's just forget about that for the moment. But Mike, what's been done now is Michael Healy Ray is heading up a committee to debate it, discuss it and then decide if it's worth thinking about legislation and what way the legislation should be worded and who should be allow do it. There is no suggestion whatsoever that somebody else can, you know, on your behalf decide that you should die. That's never going to happen. That's murder. Niall, you say, I mean, I, I've discussed with you many occasions when, when in particular in the abortion referendum, where you said these things wouldn't happen. And then they are... Yeah, but, not, but not to that extreme. Not to, because no, what, what you're doing is encroaching on another law. If I, you know, if you were my dad... And you were in a hospice somewhere and you were in agony and you were dying, but you didn't particularly want to die. And I decided with the doctor to collude in the background and said, listen, there's only got a couple of weeks left there. Just pop him those two pills there. He'd be grand. That's murder. Yep. But you see, and it always will be murder. Yeah, but what you're saying is fair enough on one level. But what you want to do then is to say that society should say that's okay. No, I want society to say that if Malachi is my dad and he's in his hospice and he's dying, that Malachi should be able to turn around to me and say, listen, can you call the doctor over? Let's have a discussion here. If he's still copus mentis and say, you know, I would rather die with dignity. That's his decision. And, and, see, and it should no, be, it should that's be, not the way it will end up, right? And but Malachi, there is no this, similar, sorry, Malachi, mm-hmm. similar legislation was brought in in New Zealand in the last couple of years that had very strict and strict constitutional guides on it that the person had to be, as I said, within six months with a terminal illness of dying, had to be complementous, could not have dementia and had to be able to make the decision themselves without any external influence. So there is legislation... Well, you can talk about New Zealand. You know, what we do know about Ireland is it doesn't matter how strict the regulations are and how strict all of the legislation around it is, that this is Ireland. People will do what they want. And, you know, that's, that's, where we, no... that's, why we, that's why we put it into the Constitution. We don't do what happened with the Eighth Amendment. We put it into the it's Constitution a, as, as a constitutional amendment. I mean, I, I think, personally, uh, and I think a lot of people would agree, the Eighth Amendment was a huge mistake and a lesson learned. Uh, and I'll tell you why it was a mistake, right? Not a, wasn't a mistake that 67% of people voted in favour of it. That's their choice. That's democracy, right? And I agree with democracy. I may not agree with their choice, but I agree with democracy. Well, the- but what they should have done was replace the line in the Constitution and not not taken it out and put in legislation instead. Well, well I mean, that's an, there's an argument on that, but the effect of the Eighth Amendment is that thousands of children are alive. I, I know, I know, I know. wouldn't be alive. Because so, of the three-day cooling-off period, yes. But what no, I'm, no, I'm, because of, no, 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 hold on. Because of the Eighth Amendment. No, I'm, I'm talking about the three-day cooling-off period they believe could have saved up between two and 4,000 children's lives. But, but no, I, in relation to the, the mistake, hang on, the mistake that we made, and all Billy is saying is, if we do it, that we would have to make sure it's constitutionally sound. We didn't do that with abortion. We did. We didn't. We, we removed it. We re- no, we removed it from the Constitution. Hold on. The Eighth Amendment protected the right to life of the unborn. It wasn't till the woke liberals campaigned but the, continually... But, 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 you, but you've made a mistake in that line because the Supreme Court decided that the, the, the unborn didn't have a right to life. The unborn has no rights, according to the Supreme Court. Yes, 
the Eighth Amendment was still there, and it protected the right to life of the unborn. But, but Maggie, like, the Supreme the, Court making the decision that the unborn doesn't have a right to life opened up to the debate. And, to and I believe that was the wrong decision, right? No. You, you, did, but, but did it not well, open the door the, to... What led to the removal of the Eighth Amendment was the whole campaign by the liberal left and the woke agenda and all of that political persuasion right through the universities from from the time the Eighth Amendment came into, into being. The whole objective was to remove it in order to remove any protection to life of the unborn. And we're going to see the very same thing with, with, with the life of our older people. Why do we not say that our older people should be valued? Why do we not say that they should be we given do say that. dignity? Why do we not say No, we don't. Why do we not say that they should be given palliative care? Why do we not say that all of these things... Hold on. What we're saying is that we want to bump them off at the earliest opportunity. Because Monica, that's you, the said, you said our of older euthanasia. people should be treated you said our older people should be treated with dignity. Does that dignity not expand or extend to the point where they should be able to decide if terminally ill and in in suffering that they have a right to die in a dignified manner? Well, hold on. Is that Anybody dig, has that the right to die when they want. Hold on. Anybody has the right to die when they want. We yeah, already Monica, removed the no criminal one, class. We have removed the criminal classification. Absolutely, so but you don't. Ha- but you don't have the right to have somebody else assist you. No, well, maybe Maliki. Maybe a, maybe a person doesn't want to go and take a load of pills, and maybe you know, end up in a worse situation than they're with. Maybe they want to go to a specialist doctor, talk to them, and say, "I have a terminal illness. I will die in six months. I want to decide when I die. I want you to help me, assist me in doing this, and well, do see, it in a, in a medical sense." Well, I mean, the first requirement of a doctor or the first uh, thing that they sign up to is to protect life, not to take life. Uh, Hippocratic you know, oath has to be taken say, by doctors see, in, in, in decades, People, people well, keep using that, the Hippocratic oath, but that has, it hasn't been used in years, Maliki. Of it's course gone. it has, Noel. Where do you draw the line? It hasn't. The Hippocratic oath is gone, Maliki. Doctors don't take it when they're in the university anymore. It's gone because they're prepared to kill unborn children. So it's gone. Where do you draw the line? You, see, you, draw the, you draw the line, yeah. Maliki, you draw the line when you, you say that people who are not terminally ill, that this will not apply to them. You put a very distinct line there. You put it in for people who are terminally ill. Well, well stay there just for a second. Let me just go to John as well. John, how are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic. It's radio. Niall, how are you doing? Good to talk to you. You too, you too John. Uh, where do you stand on this uh, assisted suicide, euthanasia, assisted dying? It's, it's, there's a lot of names, actually, really, but they all mean the same thing. Where, where do you stand? They don't. People I, do they, don't uh, they don't mean the same thing. I think the, the words that we use are very important in this discussion. I'm pro-choice, however, under very, very strict uh, conditions and criteria. And I think suicide, um, I suppose, conjures up all kinds of images and harrowing stories for a lot of people. Uh, what we're talking about here is dying, assisted dying or dying with dignity. Uh, that's very, very important, the narrative and how we talk about it. And as I said to your researcher, um, Ireland is ready to have this discussion. And it's important that we have a responsible discussion, a reasonable discussion. And unfortunately, I'd agree with Maliki on a lot, but this evening, it's, he's, he's uninformed, completely uninformed. And the discussion we're having is about uh, the committee that was established with public hearings uh, taking place, the first taking place uh, today. Which will take and about nine and- months, by the way. It will take it will take nine months, and that discussion is not about the bill; it's about the topic. It's about the subject of assisted dying. Bear in mind, this is our public; these are our public representatives. Actually, I made that point so, that it wasn't about Maliki, the bill. Maliki, we just let him please let him finish. Yeah, well, he made the, that point nation, that it wasn't about the bill. Uh, no, it's it's not about the bill, but it's our public representatives representing us, representing a conversation that needs to be had. Be under no illusions; this would not be happening if uh, there wasn't a groundswell of opinion that wanted the discussion, not necessarily in agreement with it. Some are, some are not. Uh, I personally, I've lost people um, through through illness, through terminal illness. There was a time in my life that I was staring at something uh, dramatically different. Thank God. Uh, that's no longer, I won't say it's no longer the case, but it's certainly I'm not, uh, I'm looking forward now, I'm not over my shoulder. Actually, no, do you know what? It's not the case. So I've talked about this publicly in the past before. And for people like myself uh, that had an illness that's living very successfully with, with one, it's about living and not dying. That, um, it's, it's not about wanting uh, to, to 
to, to do anything other than live. And thankfully, I'm in a position now where I can look forward to the rest of my life knowing that uh, life is good. But for fortunately or unfortunately, for a lot of people, they're not, they're not as fortunate. They're not as lucky as I am. And I've watched people suffer unnecessarily. And what we need to understand with this, with this debate is, and this uh, discussion is it's about people at the latter stages of their lives. It's not about people, Maliki, as you were saying there, about if there's money involved or whatever, and just making a decision, you know what, I'm going to end it all. Absolutely not. That would be grossly irresponsible. And what happens in other jurisdictions has nothing to do with Ireland. We're a democracy. We make up our own minds. Yes, we learn from other jurisdictions of what we shouldn't do or possibly get advice on what is responsible and possible to do. But this is about the people of Ireland wanting a discussion, ultimately a referendum, well, hang on for a second, both of you for a second. From what I believe, there may not need to be a referendum on it. I think there will no, be. There I think in order for something of this magnitude to happen, I think it will be put to the people ultimately. No, well, I don't think it will be because the political class here doesn't actually care what people think. Well, let me ask you a question. Why is it so incredible to ask that somebody's children or, and their extended family should look after them till their natural death. Why is that such an obscure and, and far-reaching thing? That's Maliki, what we Maliki, always Maliki, done. That's, hold on. That's nothing, what we always done. And you talk, about, you talk about whether people, you know, will get people bumped off because of money. This is always about money. Everything is about money. And people no, no, want is to it, is it, is it not just, when you say looking after somebody into their elder years, that somebody may want or may not want to live or in pain, maybe if they have a terminal illness and they could be six weeks away from dying anyway. They may not want to live in pain. So that's, that's still looking after the business. Hold on. No. People dump their old people. Down. Maliki, the language the you see is quite flippant. You don't, yeah, that that doesn't win a debate. Before you contradict me, right? Dump their, their, their mothers and fathers into nursing homes because they couldn't be really arsed and bothered to look after them in their own homes. Not everybody. I find that absolutely... Maliki, that is not the reality, and that is an absolute... Well, it is the reality. It's not the reality, you know, Maliki. And you, you, can, you, you can deny you, it all Maliki, you want. That's, that's, that your, that's, your belie- that's your belief, Maliki. But sometimes people will be put into a nursing home because maybe they need a hoist to get out of a bed. Maybe they're in a lot of pain and suffering. All of those and they go things to a- be provided... In Maliki, come, come, come here now, Maliki. Uh, like, and, I've gone through... You're, you're, Maliki, you're starting to sound like Mother Teresa now, to be honest I've with you. Seen, I've that. seen this situation in, in, in close family, Maliki, where someone had to be put, put into a nursing home because they couldn't be cared for, because the people in That's that house are not professional, are not the professional not the carers that Ma- they require. Okay. Oh, OK, look, I don't want to go into that. Without a shadow of a doubt, Maliki, there are instances where some people are put into nursing homes where because they're just purely an inconvenience to their families. But there yeah. are many instances, and I would say the majority, as Billy rightly pointed out, where people are safer and better off and get better care in a nursing home. Well, then... Uh, no, I think it's, it's, it's important... Well, OK, sorry, sorry. Let John just finish what he was saying to you, Malachi, before we interrupted him. Sorry, John. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's the, important to The government to doesn't that take that attitude because the government right, has now extended right the legislation where they said that nursing homes couldn't shut down and dump out the old people who are... Well, they said they could, but it would take two... They have to do it in two years. It'll take two years. More okay. profitable refugees, you know. So, you know, the state can't have it both ways. Okay, we, sorry, let John just finish what he was trying to say. Sorry, John, in relation to you, you, where you were interrupted while you were talking about a referendum. Yep. Yeah. Um, listen, ultimately, I think that's where it'll go. I think it'll be put to the There'll people. There'll be no referendum. Uh, Maliki, please. Please, Maliki. Yeah, and I think we, we need to take cognizance of the fact that this, this whole debate, this whole discussion is about, if you like, to simplify it just for a moment, it's about the, the right to apply for something. That does not necessarily mean it will be granted. The, uh, in order for, for to gain access to something like this, it will have to be approved by uh, medical professionals. Um, we're having the discussion about applying. Simply the want or the but desire, the, the want by, by an individual... Two doctors have to say you need an abortion. We know where that goes. Now, we can go off on different tangents and talk about everything else other than what we're here to talk about. Uh, Well, in fairness, John, okay, I'm not going to agree with Maliki, but I I can't help but notice it is a relevant part of the conversation because many people objected to abortion going back five years ago because they said, you know, what will happen is the laws will become more liberal. And already, only five years down the road, 
uh, we're seeing uh, political parties looking to extend the laws, get rid of the cooling off period. So people do have a right to say, well, if we allow this, this could happen. They do have a right to say that. Absolutely. An important part of this discussion. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry, who's, who's, who's going ahead? An important it, it, it part of I'll put him back up in a second. I'll put you back up in a second, Maliki. Go on, important part of the discussion, John, yes. Yeah, is, is to respect each other's points of view. If we're going to collectively move forward on this, which ultimately it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to be implemented, but the, the, conversation, uh, the conversation is happening. And there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, I suppose, differing opinions. But in, in order to, to, to progress, as we all want it to do in some way, shape or form, and that may be a rejection in its entirety, of, uh, you know, ultimately down the road, this, the conversation may come to a shuddering halt or not, as the case may be. But it, in order for us to get to a, a reasonable point down the line where we can make an informed decision, all of us, all sides bar none, we must have a respectful engagement. That's a, very, well, that's a fair point, Maliki. Understand, just, okay. understand well, each other. Well, Maliki, just, just quickly that, before I go into the break, I'll let you make yeah, a, so, let say something. Let, let, let me just deal with that point. There will be no respectful discussion about this. There will be no discussion. The whole NGO sector, the 33,000 NGOs in this country are paid 6.5 billion, are all on message for killing off our own people. So this will be just like abortion. It will be just like gay marriage. All of these things will be just rolled on as if people oh want gosh. them. And in fact, people will come along subsequently, as they are now doing with abortion and saying, we were told there'd be a cooling off period. We were told it would be only for selective cases. And now we see it's... It's open door. And we were told two doctors will need to sign off. And, and we know that the, the forms are there ready when you go in. You know, the, the, the establishment in this country and the political class cannot be trusted on any issue. And never mind the fate of our old people. And I can't see for the life of me, Niall, why our, 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 our sons and daughters of our elderly people can't look after our own parents in their own home, whatever requirements okay. that may take. And it's up to the state to provide those. Um, well, well it was, I have to say, people are saving the state a fortune by caring for their elderly people in their own homes, by the way, can I just point out. Uh, I've got to go into a quick break. The number is 87 You can wait there if you want to. App Store, Ireland's classic hits radio. got to say, it kind of reminds me of the abortion debate in a sense because I'm looking here, I asked people to vote yes or no at the start of the show and I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of split down the middle 50-50. Maliki and John just stayed with me for a second. And by the way, Maliki, although I know you don't agree with us, you're of a legal mind somewhat because you're a solicitor. And I'm trying to remember, was it Simon Coveney or at the time, going back about five or six years ago, or I can't remember who it was, said that a referendum wouldn't be necessary, that it could be decided in the Oireachtas or the Shannon. Am I correct in thinking that or am I, mis- am I mistaken? Yeah, I, I don't think it was Coveney, but, but I don't think, you see, it's not mentioned in the Constitution. Although the right to kill, or the right not to kill, is, Murder, is of course, yeah. So I'm sure it could possibly be within that. Well, I would argue that it's in that context, but I'm sure they wouldn't. So I, I don't actually think there's a constitutional referendum required for it. It's just legislation. Okay. I think that's what Supreme Court said. But I, I do believe, well, not that I believe, I do agree with what uh, John, who was on before the break there, said as well. I do believe that whether we need one or not, there should be a referendum because it's a very important issue. But anyway, let yeah. me just go to another John. John and Maliki, stay with me. Let me go to another John. Sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, hi, Noel. Go ahead, John. Uh, yes, uh, personally, I think the um, the bill should be passed. It's a thing that it should also be expanded upon, uh, not necessarily just for those in palliative care. There's a, there's a massive amount of individuals out there that are living day to day. Well, not living, existing day-to-day dealing with chronic pain and it it isolates Um, it's a matter of when it comes to a time where Mm. you decide to check out there's so many things could go wrong now personally I'm on a massive amount of tablets I not only that I guess lidocaine ketamine infusions uh, epidurals, um, it's constant. And I'm sorry to hear that, Jalen, by the way. I, I, uh, I don't like to think of anybody in a lot of pain. Uh, look, shit happens. Um, it's, it's just one of those things, you just get on with it, but there will be a point in time where you go, 
uh, this isn't working. And the one fear that I would have is the possibility of if you were to make use of the tablets that you have, there's the possibility that it might not work and you could end up with locked-in syndrome. Mm-hmm. And that would be far worse than dealing with chronic pain because at least at home, I have the tablets to take at every stage that I need to. And if it's a thing that it's all based on quality of life, there's a major difference between someone living and someone existing. And existing, it isn't a life. Um, For instance, if I needed to drive to the city, I would take tablets before going in. Before leaving the city, I would take tablets to make sure I could get back out. Um, And that could be just a half an hour of a drive in and a half an hour of a drive out. Um, So you're constantly popping tablets. And how, how, can I ask a question, John? How did you end up in that situation? I mean, is it a disease, a degenerative disease or? No, um, I put it this way, Joe. If I told you if I was trying to keep something concise, you might be familiar with my emails. Oh, I absolutely. I know who you are now, John. I do apologize. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for all your wonder. I didn't realize it was the same, John. Sorry. Thank you for all your wonderful emails, by the way. I really enjoy um, reading them. No, no, that's no problem at all. I, I don't get a chance to reply to every single one of them, but I, I do try no, and reply. No, no. I'm only uh, mentioning that so at least you know my backstory. Yes, yes. Um, and it's a thing that I'm dealing with my situation for over 30 years. Now, there has to be a point in time when you realize that everything that you're popping, the side effects that's there, I've had uh, in 2019, down to the meds, I've had in the space of four days, it was five heart attacks and one, yeah, I think it was either four or five heart attacks and one massive heart attack. And the massive heart attack happened uh, when I was 10 minutes inside the door of triage. Now, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't be talking to you now. It's very difficult for anybody in that situation. And I wanted Malachi and and the other John to respond to you, but unfortunately I have to go into news because I've gone way over time tonight. But if you were all willing to wait, or Jane will give you a call back or whatever after the news. That's probably the best thing. Jane gives you a quick call back. Uh, the three of you, I'd happily have you all back on again after the news. And anybody else, by the way, wants to get involved in the conversation. And Maliki, you're still there, yeah? I'm still here now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted you to address the situation John is talking about. And I know the other John, I'm conscious he's there too. But John is in constant pain, in chronic pain. And through an... Well, I'm not going to go into his own difficulties and how he ended up in that situation. That's up to him to declare that on the air if he wants to talk about that privately himself or whatever he wants to do. But the, but the point is, it's not going to get better. So he sees himself in the future in a situation where this may be necessary. I'm not saying that that's a route, a, route, a route he might want to choose, but that would be entirely his choice, indeed, if there was legislation. Are you telling me that you wouldn't allow him to do that? Well, or make that choice? I'll just make two points before we come to that. I thought Donald Trump there was talking about Ireland for a minute. Okay. And I would encourage people to watch the, tonight's primetime, although nobody to abdicate watching RTE. Okay. I, I wouldn't encourage them to watch tonight's primetime. I'm going to be talking to Michael Walsh in a few minutes, who's a uh, former advisor to Donald Trump. Anyway, getting back to what I was talking about. Hold on. Just, just to, just Malachi, please just stick to the point. Second. Please stick to the point. It's just a bit insensitive now at this stage. So stick to the point. Getting back to what we're, okay. we're talking to John just if, before if the John wants. You see, and this is what happens all of the time in these arguments. It's the same with abortion. We're given the hard cases. But, 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 I, but hang on, no, no, hang on, hang on. There, there are many Johns in the, and with respect, John, yeah. there are many Johns in this world. And if John, with, with all due respect to John, if John wants to, to do something, you know, to end his own life, well, we have a huge amount of, of suicides already in this world. Well, yeah, but that's not, the, but that's not what we want to see. That's not no. the way... That's no, not the way people envisage. No. He's just explained to you why that's not a possibility yeah. or may and not be a John possibility. Wants, yeah, if John wants to deal with that, that's a matter for John. But what, you see, you can't deal with these in the hard cases because we're looking at what's good for society. And unfortunately, 
if you're looking at something that's good for society, it may leave the hard cases to be hard cases. And it may, may leave John in the predicament that he's in. But we have to look at the overall benefit. And that's not to be any way dismissive of John's situation. You know, but we know from all of the previous arguments, and we argued this, you know, John, again, we have to go back to the abortion referendum. I said join the abortion referendum. Once this gets through, the next step is euthanasia. The next step is removing people at the other end of the spectrum, at the older end of the spectrum. Well, 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 let me go. Well, let me go to the other John, if I can. Sorry, hang on, please, please. Uh, let me go to the other John. John, in relation to, we'll call him John too for the purpose of the conversation tonight. Uh, you know, Maliki does have a point. During the previous referendum, uh, to use the analogy of abortion, they, the, as they called them, the red herring cases. In other words, the extreme cases. And I'm not suggesting John is any extreme case, but certainly it wouldn't be atypical. So. You know, that you can't make legislation, you know, based on something like that. That legislation has to be a blunt instrument and for the betterment of society. Sorry, John, John won. I'm putting that to you, sorry. Unfortunately, I've lost you there, lads, for a second. Unfortunately, I just lost. I do apologize. I do apologize. I'll get you back. I'll get you back, John, actually. If you can get the two Johns back again, that'd be great, Jane. I do apologise. After the, I am in a few minutes time. By the way, I'm going to talk about Donald Trump, but I do want to speak to Michael Walsh because, in case you didn't know, you might have heard it on the news. Donald Trump is pleaded not guilty to criminal charges, alleging uh, he retained classified documents after he left the White House. His argument, of course, is they were declassified under the Presidential Act, and the former president pleaded not guilty to 37 counts, including obstructing the government's efforts to get them back. It's alleged that the U.S. government's secrets were stored in a shower, bathroom, ballroom and bedroom of the Mar-a-Lago estate. Uh, supporters of the former president have been protesting uh, the indictment outside the Miami court, and the police chief says the force is ready for thousands more to gather. Uh, now, in saying that, I don't think they'll be gathering now because he's gone. Um, from what I believe, obviously the judge accepted that he was an innocent man until proven guilty, um, and he, they have asked for a speedy trial. There was a sense, uh, there was some suggestion that he could have been he was arrested, but that he could have been put in jail. But of course, his his legal team would argue that he's not a flight risk. He certainly isn't. The judge also asked or suggested that he should not talk about it but because he's a presidential candidate. Of course, he can't have a gagging order on him, so he has to be allowed to talk about it. Anyway, sorry, getting back to the first John. If I can, just very quickly. Sorry, John. Yeah, no problem. Sorry about that, man. Yeah, yeah no, that, that was to, entirely uh, my fault. Story. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to John's story, and uh, I'm very much pro-choice. However, uh, I think an important part of this discussion is, is to hear, I suppose, the experience of people like John. However, I think the, the debate that has been started, the discussion has been started, is very specific uh, about people uh, that are on death's door, basically. And I personally would have a difficulty in... Um, in advocating for people that uh, are finding life difficult, um, and that's not just um, physical health, but we'll say, and or uh, our mental well-being as well. Uh, I um, I received palliative care services myself, and they're second to none in this country. There's a lot of help out there, whether it be for pain, whether it be uh, for our mental well-being as well. So I, I have a difficulty in in advocating, uh, you know, any kind of open-ended. Any open-ended well, laws well palliative care for, is, in a lot of cases, palliative care is assisted dying, in a lot of cases. Uh, well, palliative care, in my case, was for pain control. No, I, I understand and, that. But, um, but, but, I mean, yes, we, we, all, we, all, we all know of situations where, you know, members of our family, or probably the elders, uh, may have been in very serious difficulties or pain, where morphine, of course, was used, or mechanical yeah. methods of morphine. Um, and we all know that the, the side effect of that particular morphine is to, to basically um, close down all the organs. Eventually, the organs will all stop. So that is essentially a form of palliative care, but it's also assisted dying to some degree. To some degree. I've had this discussion with palliative care consultants, and my understanding was that to some extent like that it was. But I, I'm led to believe that it doesn't actually speed up the process. It makes the person comfortable, um, but uh, doesn't... Um, well, it does. It's an overdose. It, well, it's an, over, it's an overdose to, to kill the pain. There's a balance to be gained. And by the way, there's nothing unethical about it. You know, you want to relieve the pain, but to relieve the pain, sometimes That's you have exactly to overdose. That's the point. Yeah. That's exactly the point, and that's what we're talking about as part of this national debate. Is uh, is exactly that point? Is people that uh, have made this this decision whilst in the whole of their health, but uh, possibly 
uh, if it were uh, approved on an individual basis for somebody, could avail of it at the at the absolute latter stages of life. Just to it's it's to avoid unnecessary suffering and pain, and not just for the patient themselves, who I guess in a in a lot of cases would be, as you say, on morphine and wouldn't be aware, fully aware, shall we say, of their surroundings. Although I, I believe that hearing is the last thing to go, mm-hmm. uh, but also their loved ones who have to who have to watch someone suffer, and uh, I just I. I if, if it, you know, for, for anybody in that stage of life, and I've, I've watched people die and knowing it was going to happen and knowing in the last few days, I often wondered to myself, did it need to be like that? Could it be more peaceful? Absolutely it could be. And that's that's what we're talking about. Um, I think we have to we have to really be okay. Do, well, well, how we okay, this. going back to the, 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 the second John there. John, do you, do you accept that, that we have to be careful how we discuss it? Obviously, you know, there are going to be cases similar to your own where somebody's in chronic pain. But, you know, that may not be in itself an excuse to legislate. Um, There's a yes and a no answer to that. Uh, One is, yes, um, all boxes need to be checked um, if someone is to be either assisted or given to go ahead. You know, I'm a para for the, over 30 years. I've used my hands. I can pick up the container myself. Um, I prefer to take two tablets and lights out rather than a cocktail um, that, as I said, may end up uh, being a success, which is brilliant, um, or the possibility of a locked-in syndrome, which, as I said, is far worse. Um, I think at the end of the day, this is all based on quality of life. And you have individuals that are not affected by someone dealing with palliative care. Mm-hmm. Um, you have someone that... it's I suppose to give an analogy, um, for years I'm used to able-bodied individuals dictating what's best for me as a paraplegic, where I have my faculties, I have the experience, I know what's best for me. And it's not if it's a win, uh, the time will come where I will go, enough's enough. Uh, I want to go with dignity and I don't want to be warehoused. Um, It's a matter of yeah, does it does it? No, I get there's you. A massive, there's a massive difference between living and existing, and uh, as a para, like being a para, it, that's nothing on me. It's water off a duck's back. Um, it's what goes with it. Where uh, neuropathic pain, nociceptive pain. And it's every millimetre of skin, muscle, bone that's affected. So there's no escape. You know, um, it's it's just one of those things that where an individual with their faculties that decide enough's enough. You know, I, it, there's only so much an individual. I can't. Can take. No, I, I can't say. And and people listening tonight who are not as unfortunate as you in that situation will have no understanding of what your life is like. And you talk about, and I think when you say existing and not living, it kind of you know lets people know understand or have a better understanding of what you're talking about. But and I can't imagine what it's like to live like that. You know, well, and, and and it'd be different. I know this sounds silly, but maybe I'm wrong in saying this if you were born into that situation. But when you lived your life to some degree, you know, normally and did all the things that you normally do as a man and then suddenly lost the ability to do all those things, then it's a lot different. Well, the, the thing is, paraplegia isn't the issue. You know, um, it's the chronic pain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it, so it's a matter of separation between those things. Yeah. Um, if I was able-bodied and dealing with the same thing through degeneration, de- degeneration of the spine, um, it, it's still it, it, 
it's still your end goal is the same when you're dealing with something like I'm dealing with. Yeah. Um, and as I said, you don't have any escape from it. The isolation that pain causes, not just to me, to any other individuals. You have friends that fall by the wayside because, you know, they might not want to call because they don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. It's a matter of social interaction is limited. Um, if there's an event on, you're going, okay, how much tablets do I have to take if I have to stay there? Um, you're limited. So again, quality of life. It, it, that's what life is about, quality. So, mm. you know, I, I can look, Maliki is one that, for me, it, it, in one word, logic. Uh, but in this case, omit a religion, and you have to okay. take each individual case uh, on its merits. Wait, I, I, but I, the one thing I will agree with Maliki now is you can't legislate for each individual case, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, but, 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 uh, but, but we do but we do legislate based on listening to people and, and listening to the experience of people like you. And sorry, I have to wrap it up. So just back to the first, John, again, just for a final word. Sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah, I no think uh, John's experience is a hugely important part of this discussion. Listening to him there is eloquent. And we need to understand, regardless of what stage of this debate or what, what, what our beliefs are, uh, pro uh anti, somewhere in the middle, whatever. We need informed decisions. And it's only by listening to people like John to help the rest of us understand, even like myself, who would be pro-choice. Uh, Maliki, who obviously is a... You pro-life. Know, he has his own opinion, pro-life. He has a, a differing opinion as well. But John's... Uh, people like John, and it's not... I don't mean people like John, but people with, with the life experience uh, that John is having as well. We need to hear that. The, the nation needs to hear people like John talking. And then, then let's, let's move this forward together. That's, that's the only way. It's, it's, you know, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, we can only move forward together on this one. That's okay, listen, listen, guys, thank you very much indeed, John 1 and John 2. Thank you. And John, take care of yourself, all right, John 2. I'm sure we'll all talk right. to each other by email again. Uh, all right, cheers, mate. Cheers, bye. All right, okay, loads and loads of people texting in in relation to that. Overall, I can, I'm not going to go and count every single one of them, but I got a lot of WhatsApps when I asked you to vote at the start. And judging by a glance... Um, it's more or less 50-50. Similar to when we had the, the abortion debates come back six, seven years ago. It's more or less around 50-50 of people who said they would vote yes or no. And I think it's important at the moment, we don't really know what the legislation would be. They're just having, I suppose the Iraqis are just having a, a debate or a conversation about it of where we could go with legislation if we were to go with legislation. So there's no need to panic yet or get all uptight and head up about it because it's not going to happen today or tomorrow. There will be nine months, Michael Healy Ray, of course, it's heading up the committee and it'll be nine months at least before any legislation is proposed in relation to this. People mentioned the Gino Kenny bill. Now, that's nothing to do with this. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,